0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Our reading today comes from Matthew chapter 20 verses 20 through 28. We're to a section in Matthew's Gospel where the mother of the sons of Zebedee come to Jesus or she comes to Jesus to make a request. Now, the sons of Zebedee, as you know, would be James and John, the sons of thunder. Jesus calls them Boarginus and, you know, kind of like a nickname, the Thunder Boys. Uh, they may have had uh, really bad tempers. We're not real sure about that. But she comes to Jesus and makes a request. And this looks like a, someone, uh, a servant coming before a king. She's going to kneel down before Jesus and make her request. So she understands That Jesus is the Christos, the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, uh, the Davidic type king. So she's going to treat him as a king when she comes and makes this request. But this request is going to ruffle the feathers of the other disciples. And it's going to reveal something that's wrong in the heart of Jesus' followers. They really don't understand what he's all about. And this is a challenge for us as we're thinking about this week. That God is sending us out. We are to go into our communities to go amongst the people that we spend time with and be servants in the name of Jesus Christ. We're called to be servants just as Christ was a servant. Jesus did not come to this world to be served but to serve and we're called to do the same thing. So let's pick up with this story. This is Matthew chapter 20 verses 20 through 28. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons. And kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right and my left is not mine to grant, but is for those to whom it has been prepared by my Father." As we go back and look at this, once again we see the attitude of, of the mother of James and John as she kneels before Jesus. She understands who he is. And then she asks that her sons could sit at the le- or sit at the left and right hand of Jesus when he comes in his kingdom. Now, more than likely what they're seeing is a different kind of kingdom. That Jesus is the Messiah. He's going to lead this revolution against particularly the Romans and anyone that would Stand against God's people, the Jewish people. And so this would be this place of, of honor and dignity. It could even be a militaristic type concept that they're going to be at his right and left as he conquers. Now, this is going to upset the others because this is taking their place of honor away too. And Jesus had said earlier in, in Matthew 19 that they would all sit on 12 thrones. So Jesus had this egalitarian view that there would be 12 thrones and they'd all have this equal authority and they're asking to have greater authority. So this upsets the other disciples. Now, I want you to think for a minute, who will be at the right and left hand of Jesus eventually? As we get to the end of the Gospel of Matthew, when Jesus is finally enthroned, when people realize who he really is, you know, the king of the Jews, think of the titulus, the sign that is on the cross. That, that's really the first time in Matthew's gospel that we see for everyone in the world to look at that Jesus is the king of the Jews. And so at his enthronement, so to speak, it will be the cross. So they do not want to be as right at his right and left hand. That will be the two thieves on the cross. This is a, a different way for Jesus. They don't understand. And he talks about the cup that he is to drink. And this is the the cup of suffering and the cup of wrath. You can go back to Jeremiah 25 and the book of Ezekiel and you'll see that there's this cup of God's wrath that we poured out against unrighteousness and the rebellious nations. And Jesus drinks that cup. He takes the cup of God's wrath on our behalf. So they don't understand the cup that Jesus has to drink. Then he talks about this concept of, of how it's going to be in the kingdom. When he says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. There is this concept of a pecking order. Now, Jesus is not against the social order. You've got to have structure and order and authority. But it's how that authority is exercised among the Gentiles. There's this top down to bear down on those below. And Jesus says it's not going to be like that in his kingdom, that we are going to be servants. He uses the word here, diakonos, that we... We use the word deacons in churches, uh, people that that serve. It's just a, a person that, in general, is a person of service that serves others. And he also uses a stronger word, doulos, which is the word for slave. So he says, you know, you're going to become like a slave, the lowest on the pecking order. You're going to humble yourself. It's not about your agenda. It's not about you having power over others. You are here to serve because I came to serve. We take our marching orders from Jesus. He is the son of man. And when he says son of man, that's an exalted term. That's not a lesser term. When you go to Daniel 7, we see this concept of the the son of man who will ascend up to the ancient of days in the clouds. And he will be given all dominion and authority. He will have power. So the son of man is this Powerful ruling type concept, and he's saying, "Hey, I'm the Son of Man, but I came to serve. Even though I have all dominion over everything, I came as a servant. And he came to give his life as a ransom for the many." Now, people that that look at this passage carefully realize that there's echoes back to Isaiah 53. In this passage, it's got Isaiah 53 ringing in the background, and the reason that's important is Isaiah 53 is a prophecy. Some seven or eight hundred years before Christ came, about the suffering servant, the one who would uh, be crushed for our iniquities. Our sins would be placed upon him. By his strops, we would be healed. And this would be for the many. So, Jesus being this ransom, think of the money being paid to secure the release of a slave. There's this rescue uh, that's taking place here. Uh, so, a grand rescue that's taking place in the death of Jesus. And he's coming for that purpose, as the book of Hebrews says. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He did it for us, with us in mind. So Jesus came to serve. So as we look at application of this passage today, this is really simple, that we are called to be servants of Jesus Christ because he came as a servant. That is what his kingdom is all about. So as we think about our lives and and, and going forward in these coming days, let's go in the spirit of Christ Let's go uh, within our families, within our workplace, uh, within our recreation, and look at the world this way, that others, people's needs are more important than my own. How can I be a servant to those around me? As we always do, we're going to read through the passage one more time. Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? And she said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left hand is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It should not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Well, I hope this reading today has challenged you to have the heart of a servant, and I pray that you have a wonderful day. Hope to see you back again tomorrow.